Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baseball stadium t-shirt cannon. Yes. Can can that be my sidearm? No. <laughs> Purple hand. T-shirt. Cybernation uncensored. Uh, Rob is saying they can't hear us. Yeah, we our audio is not coming through on Twitch. Oh, no, just Brandon's. Just, just me. Excellent. Just those two things. (laughs) How about now? Can you all hear Brandon now? Can Can you hear me now? Now they can. Excellent. Okay. There we go. My audio input capture went to default, and I don't know what that ended up becoming because it should be this mic right here. <laughs> default is just F you. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. But uh, anyway, despite all the technical issues, uh, we are on the air. We finally made it. it. It seems like you can hear us and see us. Uh, everybody test your mics. Just uh, let us know if you can't hear anybody specifically. Just test the microphone. Well, if we all talk at once, then that's, that's true. Who's who, but that's okay. That just adds a challenge for our fellow viewers. <laughs> just, yes. <laughs> can you put the stealth, voice to the face? It's a stealth-based game anyway, right? Oh, yeah. Very much stealth-based. Uh, so as I was saying before, um, Into the Void... Uh, this is Last of Us 2D20, based on Fallout 2D20, uh, which is a game by Modifius, which I highly recommend picking up. And if you're curious about the rules by which we are playing, it is almost completely Fallout 2D20, just with a Last of Us reskin. Some of the things that I've changed are the perks, the crafting system, character sheets, uh, some of the skills that are being used 
uh, there we're not using as many uh, skills as Fallout uses. Um, but uh, as a 2D20 system, uh, in a nutshell, low rolls are good, high rolls are bad. And that's uh, that's that's how you play. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but very user friendly and intuitive system. Yes, very user friendly. Um, so now it seems like as good a time as any to introduce you to our players, our cast of characters right here, uh, starting with Vampire Bites. I am Vampire Bites. Um, you can find me in Discord. That's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Uh, or in various Twitch audiences and Friday nights on the High Riders campaign right here. Excellent. Alex? Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Maxwell. You can find me in the Cybernation Uncensored Discord under Maxwell. Uh, you can also find me playing Saturdays as uh, Scarecrow in the Nevermore campaign. You can find me on Twitter under at Alex R. Maxwell. Awesome. Riley? Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm Riley Manis. You can also freshly find me in the Cybernation Uncensored Discord. Uh, also on my Twitter at atmanisvo. Uh, pleasure to be here and joining you all on Monday nights. Yes, and Troy. Yes. Uh, hi, my name is Troy Bliss. Um, I am new to the new to the crew here. And uh, where you can find me, uh, I'm not super prolific on my personal socials, but uh, DMs After Dark is uh, where you'll find me on socials. So uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any podcast service worth their salt. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, so I'm going to get started by telling you a little bit about what to expect from me as a GM, uh, the way I run my games, uh, and the way we're going to be running this one. Uh, so uh, we aren't using a VTT. We're going to go pen and paper, uh, rolling real dice, which means I'm going to be trusting you guys to be honest with your rolls. <laughs> Failure is uh, more interesting. <laughs> it, failure is very interesting, especially in the 2d20 space here, because um, you can get complications when you roll uh, certain heights. Uh, usually it's when you roll a 20, you get a complication. However, if it's a more difficult challenge, then the complication could be rolled at an 18 or 19 or a 20 or something along those lines. Um, complications can range from like, you know, stubbing your toe really bad to, you know, uh oh, you've alerted more enemies than you normally would have. They're coming from other rooms or something along those lines. Uh, so fun times uh i'm gonna be running this game based on the video game version of cordyceps uh which means you're you're not necessarily going to be alerting everything in in the vicinity by stepping on the wrong uh tendril of of cordyceps on the ground or anything like that it's going to be more um watch out for the spores you you've all been given uh, a face mask, a particle mask to be able to help you with that. It's in your inventory. So, um, you know, feel free to use it. Hey, excellent. Nice. Awesome. Props. Well done. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, very well done. Uh, that's, that's what Amazon is for, my friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> for cosplay. So, yeah. Um, I try to run as fair a game as possible. I try to keep it as interesting as I can. Um, that said, uh, you know, I, I keep an open door, so let me know personally, DMs or whatever, if there's ever any issue, if you feel like I made a bad call, if you feel like somebody at the table is, uh, talking too much, you know, uh, and we, we can work these things out as a group too. Uh, now onto the next order of business. Is there anything that you guys would like to see in this game when you imagine this game what are you expecting uh what what do you hope to see feel free to just jump in i know the least out of all of us about the last of us so what i'm looking for mostly is just atmosphere and getting that zombie apocalypse feeling so I don't have any lore specific ideas or anything like that, but yeah, that the atmosphere was my main intent. 
Yeah, the uh, the the big one for me um, is that the yeah that the, you know which you know which is w the whole question of which is worst. You know, is it the you know the the thing with you know with fungus growing out of its head, or is it you know the hungry guy with the gun? Mm. You know, it's, you know, you know, this, you know, yeah, Pete, you know, answer. It's both, um, just in different ways, and that's that's I, 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 I live for that shit, and again, like the, I guess like the 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 vis, like the you know visceralness of it. Uh, that's Last of Us hits different because it's so like grounded. Yes. Um, on that note, does anybody take exception with gory description? Oh, it's... The thing is one of my favorite movies of all time, so just lay it on heavy. <laughs> okay is everybody on the same page there or is any any issues there it's a weak stomach or anything it's Gory okay description is totally fine the only uh the only kind of hard x that i would uh appreciate is um no you know extreme um like violence towards children if we could maybe reframe from that that would be good Otherwise, uh, everybody else deserves it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as they're an adult, it's good to go. Um, all right. So are there any other uh, elements in the game that you would rather or, or things that you would rather not see in the game? I know a big one is usually violence against children. Uh, so that's a, a great example. Uh, a lot of times violence against animals as well. Um, yes. So I don't know how you feel about that. Invincible doggo? Question mark. <laughs> there send is a the doggo. Dog. Yeah, send the dog. He's got. He's got blood armor. No, he's good. <laughs> no, it's the uh, because because I you know I accept that there is a a good chance that that my my dog meat could very possibly die. Um, I'm I'm fine with that. You know, it's, it's like this. The whole thing is like torturing animals like animal cruelty no but like if you're there's a like a rate like a raging bear or a pack of wild dogs like you have to defend yourself and also, and if the dog dies i mean we've all seen i am legend right yes yeah, if my dog dies if my dog dies i'll hurt everyone with it um but just pull uh, a little at the grammys and just start slapping the shit out of everybody <laughs> yeah um no, but like the and my hard x's are they're things that will that would get us banned on twitch anyway so it's you know this, yeah. the things are just like, you know, like explicit shit, like sexual shit. It's like, yeah. Um, yeah. no one wants that. No one needs that. Um, otherwise, then I can pretty much handle whatever's out there. Yeah, I think I think one of the beauties of role playing games in general is just the idea to take your creative energy and manifest it into other things that people can experience and a lot of times especially virtually that's through description so i am very much looking forward to kind of you know emphasizing on kind of the five senses you know not only okay this is what you have before you but what does it look like what is it what does it smell like is there you know is just using those kind of five senses uh has always been something that i've really enjoyed when a dm can or a, a game master can kind of put into effect and then also kind of similar to what Alex said that that juxtaposition between hey there are these monsters but also like we are the monsters and we've always been here so mm -hmm. uh, I like that a lot that is one thing about surviving in the last of us universe is you have to do some stuff to be able right. to make it 20 years uh, which is where we are in this right. it, we're, we're starting at the same time as the game um, 20 years after the initial infection uh in the apocalypse so um are there any other hard x's that we need to discuss or that you'd like to bring up no um that's that's okay i know for me uh, a big one is um uh suicide i i probably won't be going into that there there may be you know descriptions of rooms where you know it may indicate that something like that may have happened but uh i won't go into detail um for the Perfect. most part you know things like that it's that's just one of the ones for me um and as you'd mentioned before i'm going to be avoiding anything that's you know hard sexual content um or anything like that i it's just awkward at the table anyway um yeah it, it, right it, despite how twitch feels about it <laughs> So, right right yeah. all right um so now that we've gone through uh 
that stuff. Uh, let's start talking about your characters. Um, starting with Alex, uh, how old is your character? Uh, are they pre-apocalypse or were they born during the mess? Uh, so Elias is, uh, he's pre-apocalypse. Um, he was in his, in his mid twenties before shit hit the fan. So that put him in his, around his mid, like mid to like late mid forties. Um, and he's been, you know, there's, it's less years and more mileage at this point for him. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, and has he killed uh, a human before? That's a, yes. Yes. Yes, he has. And what was that like for him? Um, it was. Is it definitely something where, yeah, his I, I after the fact, like his you know, his hands wouldn't stop shaking, and if you know, he just try and constantly try and scrub scrub it clean and never quite feel like you get the blood off. But um, then after after that first time, you know, that first sip, that first hit, it gets easier. And then it's it became very easy and very necessary. So uh, another question then there is, uh, was that kill before or after the apocalypse? Uh, to in the in the midst of it was you know when you know when everything was it was fire and panic you know fight or flight you know he was given that choice and he immediately went fight and. Uh, yeah, he got his hands extremely dirty. Okay. Uh, Riley, I'm going to ask you the same questions. Um, so, how old is your character? Uh, Percy is going to be 22 years old. So, just barely pre-apocalypse, just a toddler when it happened. Uh, ended up being kept safe by his parents. Alright, has it killed? No, he is not. At least not people. Okay, so he's killed infected. Maybe one or two, uh, just out of sake of necessity. Uh, Pops put him through it, trying to make him tough. Uh, old Southern teachings. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Like, taking him out hunting. Yep. <laughs> All right, Troy, how old is your character? Uh, so, uh, similar to uh, Alex's character, my character has been around since before the apocalypse. I'm going to say he's probably early to mid-40s. Um, uh, Adam, uh, as many know him, uh, very select few call him Jazz, which is a name from, uh, the world before everything went to shit. Um, but for, uh, for Adam, um, he's in an interesting situation because his world went to shit before the outbreak happened. And since the outbreak happened, um, it's provided him kind of an opportunity to, uh, kind of twofold. Number one, recognize the... Um, terrible things that humanity is capable of and kind of help him come to terms with normalizing what happened to him in his life uh, and also um, every now and then he catches a glimpse of those kind of shining moments of humanity um, and the best that they have to offer so it's kind of also giving him a little bit of hope to kind of keep keep going there might be something more out there so right. so has I, he has he killed? Yeah, as far as, far as if he's killed before, um, I'm going to say um, infected, um, yes. Uh, he was um, prior military uh, before the infection occurred, but he was a helicopter mechanic. So he never uh, he never killed a human being, um, although he has seen uh, people die in his presence, but for very different reasons. Okay. Vampire Bites. Uh First of all, I'm going to say happy birthday, sir. Or yeah. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, today is also Gray's birthday. Oh, happy birthday to oh. Gray. So we're both 52. <laughs> okay. That, so. That's for the convenience of uh, that means I get to cosplay as myself to play Gray. So it's all good. Excellent. <laughs> See, that's and smart. Yes, money is still an appropriate gift. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, yeah Gray's uh, Gray is pre-apocalypse. Um, okay. Gray tends to try to not fight. 
for the most part. Uh, so he has not killed what he would consider a human being. Infected, sure. He's been in some scrapes where he's had to get out of them. Okay. Uh, what are some events that shaped your character? Um, so, uh, Gray was raised in a small rural community, um, and, uh, raiders came in. There was no Fedra or Firefly or anything like that. It was just us looking out for each other. Uh, raiders came in and basically slaughtered what was left of the community. Um, and Gray went off to become a smuggler because he's really good at hiding and getting through places. Uh, well, I, I, we're not talking about that particular defining event yet because that's coming up next week. Right. Or in two weeks. Um, yeah, so to, to yeah. clarify on that for anybody that's watching, I have given... Um, a specific consideration to each of the players uh, to add to uh, their backstory, but they're not allowed to talk about it on stream today uh, because I want them to talk to each other in character and for these things to come out naturally. Um, you know, maybe somebody will say a name and it'll click maybe somebody will mention an event and it'll click uh we'll we'll see what happens <laughs> so uh expanding on that uh let's talk about a little bit of what shaped elias i just like just in general like life like all life events or things like like like, like primary like cornerstones or yeah some things that make him who he is today uh some things that you know, maybe uh, changed him. I think for better or for worse, um, it was initially, of course, for the better, it was the birth of his son. Um, it, you know, it dragged him out of a very, like, stagnant lifestyle. Um, it got him, you know, back into, you know, working. It got him, you know, not a glamorous job, but, you know, he we worked at a at like a wildlife sanctuary and had had been until uh the world collapsed um that it was it was the following that um of course the, you know the, the first time he watched the light go out of someone's eyes was another one that kind of like started the jading process um but it's, you know is that living in in this this reality of you know you you keep what you kill and when you've got someone relying on you, uh, just you'll do whatever it takes. And so uh, Elias went from you know, from from being the kind of like sedentary and like non-computational sort to being the kind of guy who, if he has to, will will go for your throat with his own teeth. Ooh. Very visceral description. I love that. Yeah, I guess it's a good thing we're not playing red. Otherwise, you'd be rolling humanity loss, or, or you'd be taking humanity loss. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 yeah. No, if if this was if this was red, Elias would be sitting pretty at like a three, maybe less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, right go, on the go, edge. No, good, good old, good old boy, good old boy's dead inside. Um... <laughs> All right, uh, Percy. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the things that shaped you. I mean, what hasn't for Percy? Unlike the other uh, individuals uh, in our story, Percy didn't have a life uh, prior to what was going on, outside of what his parents made happen for him. He wasn't exactly conscious of the fact a fungal infection showed up and decimated the decimated the world. Uh, so it's it's been living like this, being raised like this. You know, not a ton of children around, considering the dangerous circumstances as he grew up and not really getting to do a ton, because what parent is going to let a kid walk around even in a in a QZ, let alone out in, the, out in the wild when you're trying to survive? So a lot of it was just him and his little brother, you know, taking care of each other, playing with 
uh, whatever toys mom and dad could scrounge up while they were still kids, learning to do basic things that were quiet and safe uh, when they needed to, uh, and just making a living for themselves in the QZ. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, dad took care of them in terms of realizing how dangerous the world is by taking them out to practice shooting and understanding what the infected are, but it shaped is uh is hard to describe when all of his life has been this yeah yeah it's a solid point and i like the that dynamic uh that you have spent your whole life surviving right so uh that that's a an interesting thing to bring into it and an interesting thing to think about while you're role playing um is you know this this is who you are you you pretty much are a child of the apocalypse here oh yes uh now adam same question for you um what are some of the the events that you feel like truly contributed uh to who you are now uh i know i know there's some you can't talk about but the ones that you can yeah so i think um you know not sure if our characters have known each other for any length of time or not yet but um, as I mentioned before, I was around for 20, 25 years before the outbreak first happened. Um, I didn't need the world to go to shit for my world to go to shit. Uh, so when I was younger and growing up, uh, I was in a band with uh, some of my closest friends. I was a jazz musician. I loved to play the guitar. Um, my character to this day, he wears a guitar pick around his neck. Um, as kind of a reminder of a person that he once was and kind of maybe deep down inside there's a part of him that hopes he might be able to be that person again someday. Um, but uh, my character has had a, a rough go with um, substance abuse. So he, uh, you know, from a young age uh, into his teenage years and into his early adulthood, uh, it's a big part of what caused his life to fall apart. He had a family at one point. Um, he doesn't anymore. Uh, he he enlisted in the military to try to find that camaraderie again and when that was over he found nothing but betrayal so he uh he's had a he's had a rough go um one of the interesting things i'm very much looking forward to uh kind of role playing with my character is uh we've talked about a little bit ahead of time the uh, substance the years and years of hard substance abuse that this character has had has taken a toll on his psyche and uh, I will be, uh, I will personally, Troy Bliss will be absent uh, roughly every, once every three streams. And we've got a, uh, an alt ginger we're subbing in. His name's Rainy. He's a great guy and he'll be a great role player here. But he's going to be playing my character when my character has these kind of, um, I don't know how to best describe them, maybe episodes or, or lapses of um, conscious where he reverts to someone else, a different type of, behavior a different type of thinking a different type of everything so uh that's gonna pose a really interesting and exciting role-playing opportunity for me because i feel like every time i come back after being gone there's gonna be some dumpster fire i've got to put out but that's uh that'll be really good so yeah uh after the outbreak happened he has been again just trying to survive so he uses all of the bad things that he sees to justify not taking accountability for the bad things in his life and he uses the good things that he sees to uh, justify maybe there's some hope for him to to get redemption. So, yeah, that's something that we uh, talked about a little bit when we had our our, uh, our chat before. Um, that you could be coming up with a plan, and then all of a sudden, Rainy comes in next episode, has no idea what the plan is, and right. does something completely <laughs> different. So, yeah. Uh, so it'll be good who knows <laughs> leroy jenkins you know leroy <laughs> jenkins full send <laughs> c4 is always an option clack <laughs> oh god i love it yeah all right do you have any surviving family or friends oof friends is a bit of a stretch but there are absolutely at least two people from my past that are still around that uh that caused me a lot of uh a lot of strife but also are in intimately intertwined with my past um i may possibly have a wife and a child i don't know if they're still alive so. okay okay uh vampire bites uh how about you you have any surviving family friends not a one after the two different incidents where the initial one where the entire town 
got wiped out and Gray managed to sneak away. And then the other one that we'll talk about starting next session, uh, no friends left at all. Yeah. All right. Insert crew. Hey, friends. <laughs> oh, I was like, hell, people. <laughs> the best of us is absolutely going to be the dog. Let's just be honest. It's best boy. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, a dog is not named. I'll leave that up to like the, the crew here. And also if chat wants to put forward names for our best boy or girl. Ooh. Yeah, that could be a good one to leave up to the uh, viewers. See what they come up with. Yeah, yeah. I'd say let's put that up to chat right now. Uh, if anybody wants to name the dog uh, and... You know, say best boy, good girl. But what kind of dog? What kind of doggo is it, by the way? What breed? Because Elias worked at a at a at a, a rehabilitation center. It's like either like a, a bit like a like a wolf dog or like a, like a coyote dog. Someone you know, someone's mutt got out and uh, came back from a weekend bender out in the you know, the Appalachian wilds like this. What the <laughs> fuck am I gonna do with this? Um, but. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's a yeah, it's a, it's a very large, uh, it's, it's very large, massive paws, um, so, solid chompers, uh, mutton chops, you know, <laughs> mutton chops. I love it. Nice work, Cold Spider. <laughs> yes, excellent. Um, it, so on that note, for for Elias, uh, surviving family or friends. Um, I guess you've got a best friend in your dog. Yes. That's, uh, That's beyond, the, that. Uh, beyond that, he's uh, his his ex-wife. He he's unsure if she's still alive, but um, last he heard of her, she was going off and joining some some bug-centered extremist group. Ah, got it, got it. Reference caught. <laughs> and uh riley how about your character surviving family friends uh percy's very fortunate uh to have all the family he's ever known still around him uh ma pa and a little brother all right that's good so you got people uh to rely on but that's very risky in an rpg as you know <laughs> have surviving relatives um these are I, things I love. Here you are. <laughs> I, I I've done that too. I did that in my game with uh, with Rob, who is in the chat, by the way. Hi, Rob. Um, hey, Rob. <laughs> with the cyberpunk red game that I play with him, I've got some family in that, uh, and it's it was one of the scariest things that I ever did as a player was to have surviving family in a game. So. <laughs> good it's good it gives knives it gives you knives to use later if you want so yeah uh, yeah yeah I, it doesn't mean i'll bite but it's there <laughs> yep yep absolutely all right uh anything else you guys wanted to talk about with your characters um i know we've dug in a little bit about your past about who you are about the things that shaped you uh do you have um something specific that you'll never forget you know uh a, a memory that's become a recurring nightmare do you have uh, a positive memory something that you look back on uh, feel free to just speak up jump in the the, the kicker for elias um the one that's it just you know through the the tail not tail end but like smacked up in the middle of everything that has just turned him into the the survivor who like avoids people um you know, at the best of his ability, who's just who's jaded and a is hateful in the sense of to whom it may concern. He doesn't hate any particular any particular person or group. He just doesn't like people. Um, but the it was it was the slow death of his son. He wasn't he wasn't shot or bit, but he had a he had a chronic condition. He had from a very young age, and when scarcity occurred, uh, Elias is forced to watch that uh, they take its toll, and watch his his son waste away. And there's this that left him with that that thing. He's just like, 
well yeah that's where he's that's the he is his existence and he's you know if it wouldn't be for his dog he'd, he'd definitely probably be like a cannibal somewhere or something like it's that's that, that <laughs> like that that grounding bit of just like okay like i've got i've got something i can take care of when the dog is actually like dude just i'm taking care of you shut the fuck up but um <laughs> yeah has definitely like that that dog codependency for better or for worse but he's yeah no he's just he's surviving out like out in the wilderness um after like a lot of that time, like the good, like the good memories get muddy. But like he'll remember, like he'll hear a song, and he'll get like misty eyed, and we're like, that's that was good at, at one point. But just yeah, the like yeah, the hard moon, like the rock gut moonshine, and um, just like obsessive ideation has has kind of like smoothed out a lot of the deeper, uh, the deeper wrinkles in his brain. That's deep. Um, Gray has a lot of survivor's guilt um, that may lead him to take rash actions when he shouldn't. Uh, he's mostly a very hide, get away, run away type of person, but that survivor's guilt leaves a little bit on him, and there will be times where he'll run into situations that he probably shouldn't. I think, uh, I think for um, Jazz, uh, his his actions, both past, present, and possibly future, we'll find out. Um, kind of uh, everything that he does is in an effort to try to avoid confronting the difficult things that he doesn't want to face. So he's very much a person of kind of, um, for Jazz, ignorance is bliss, right? He had a wife. He had a child. Um, if he sees someone that might be his kid's age and they're doing well, it's easier for him to think, well, you know, maybe, uh, maybe my kid's doing great, right? Maybe my, maybe my ex-wife is happy. Maybe she's doing wonderful, right? And then in those really dark and difficult moments where he sees the worst in humanity, um, he can't help but quietly think, maybe that's what happened to the family that I left behind. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, again, in the substance abuse, in, um, the leaving his family not albeit not completely his choice but um all of those things have kind of uh he there's a lot that's unknown for for jazz uh i think one of the one of the good things though is he is uh as someone who is a former mechanic and who is um very very much a grease monkey um in a post-apocalyptic setting there's no shortage of work that requires his expertise so i think he probably is able to get along all right with uh, people from all different backgrounds as long as they're handy with a tool. Uh, it's like a bunch of bunch of folks shooting the shit in the shop. So uh, you know that's a, it's maybe a surface level connection that he has with a lot of people, but it, it gets him by, so he doesn't have to think about the the hard questions. Yeah, it's understandable. It's good. Um, uh, Percy, what are you thinking? Uh, well, a lot of it I think comes down to perspective. Uh, for things that he doesn't for, uh, forget. I think the best thing that comes to mind right now is uh, one of his first infected kills, and most likely his first, would have been very safe. It would have been, like you said before, hunting. Uh, a little bit more about them. Uh, his family is from Louisiana. Uh, Dad was a hunter on the north side of New Orleans, uh, which is why treating it like, a, like it's a sport is how he was introduced to it. Whereas Gray and Adam and Elias might have to think this is someone who once had humanity within them and there's a light that's gone out and they might have ideas on are they still in there or not. While Percy may know that they were a human once, he doesn't see that. That's, uh, that's a creature that, hurt, that could hurt mom or dad or Joseph, his little brother. It's not someone who once was, it's something that is dangerous. And his first time, he remembers leaning into that stock uh, on that old hunting rifle that Dad brought with him to get him out. And he remembers pulling the trigger and it being relatively easy. So, uh, being from a place that's so safe, um, imagining that you, you know 
might not be in that city that that area that you grew up right now what might have led you to leave uh is it curiosity uh what you know what do you think hypothetically would put you in a situation to meet people like the other characters that you see here uh many possibilities uh he is of age and he has been for a couple years so he's definitely taken up menial basic labor uh, you know, ration cards gotta come in somehow, and it can't just be mom and dad, especially when they're pushing, they're pushing towards sixty. Uh, but it's them, you know. Like we said, the knives are are my family members, and uh, one of one of them may have gotten pulled, and that might be why I gotta go somewhere, or I think I have to go somewhere. Good answer. So, um, any other thoughts on your character? Anything else that uh, has kind of bubbled up in this conversation that you feel you'd want to share with the audience uh, before we dive in in two weeks? It's a, it must it want to give it a surprise. Well, where where in the continental U.S. are we are we got congregating? Uh, well, I can tell you that it is in New York. Okay. Oh, I'm a, I'm a Yankee land. Fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, who knows how you got there. <laughs> yes. How about, the, how about the season, Brandon? What uh, what time of year is it? Season is late summer. Late summer. Mm-hmm. Late oh, summer. Nice. So it's still day. still warm, uh, but you you get you know the odd morning, cool breeze, the scent of uh, autumn on the air, um, uh, you know. Uh, just the catch just the leaves are maybe just starting to turn Um, but uh, it's that impending sense of death that comes when autumn is is at its cusp but you're not quite there I think uh, I don't know if anyone else has any ideas or wants to discuss it but um, how about our characters connections to one another if we have any is that something we want to try to discuss and assess uh discuss in a session zero or uh what are you guys thinking uh yeah i'm prepared either way if you guys know uh each other at all if just a couple of you know each other if none of you know each other at all i'm i'm prepared to handle that in our session one good um uh, Gray is kind of a caravan nomadic uh, smuggler, so uh, he's bounced around a bit, um, and now that he's running solo, uh, it could he could easily have run for any of them in their back at their home turf, and you know when we finally meet up, it's like. I recognize you, uh, but I don't know that he would know anybody in particular other than through past crossed paths. What is it that you've smuggled in the past? A little bit of everything? You're muted. Uh, When I was with the crew, it would be whatever we could fit as a group, but now that he's solo, it's more if I can fit it in a duffel bag. Okay. I there's a uh, there's definitely a uh, a connection that's possible between our characters there. So Absolutely. Um any other thoughts do do, do you guys know each other um uh, or do you think you would be here on your own? Uh and and when I'm talking New York, I'm talking New York City, not just New York, New York State. New York State is massive, uh, and I was originally considering that, but New York City, as despite being as bombed out as it was, um, there is still some standing buildings and still some population centers that have developed there. Um, so, to give you an idea of where you're starting, that's that's the place. Uh, I'm thinking since Elias would, you know, be living off the land as he does, um, is his primary, like, 
method of trade as you know hunting and trapping and you know just trade you know trading goods with official settlements or you know, you know if he if he spots a smuggler or a smuggler on the road he's like don't shoot i've got like 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 leather and buckhorn you've got like a water purifier um so you could yeah easily have you know you know gone and you traded you know you know, animal goods for uh, for you know necessities toiletries for god's sake um the like the odd like you know like box 308 or something hmm Wilderness trader for the city slickers. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I was I'm just imagining now like the you know the uh, if we're gonna be running on any like you know like generations uh, generation down the line like the New York City wild lion because of the uh, the Central Park Zoo just being bust open. It's like oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> love it. That ain't no bear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's this. He's very it's like yeah of the land. You know that's that's how he, yeah that's how he makes his his day to day. So that depending on the on the routes people have taken, uh, or if we've all been in New York for a little while, um, definitely would have, you know, just scrounged up food for for settlers. I guess uh that leads to a good question because uh, we are just talking about New York City. Where, what kind of state are we in in terms of New York City? Is this a QZ? Is this you know the the water purification facility? The the you know the dam? What what kind of location are we in in terms of like civilization? So former QZ, uh, so population there rose up, uh, killed off most of Fedra. What remains of Fedra, former Fedra, that swore off. Uh, basically swore against Fedra in order to save their own lives. Uh, so uh, you do get the odd Fedra soldier around that is loyal to, you know, their the cause, uh, essentially as, as a military. Um, but uh, this QZ a while back overcame... Uh, Fedra, they're, they're now a, an established colony, and um, there's a, a mix of people there. Uh, there are some famous smugglers that now uh, work in this area um, uh, that, um, you know, that, that are fairly well known. Um, I'm trying not to give too much away here, uh, <laughs> but I'll... I'll, I'll Leave it at that there. Um, feel free to ask more questions about the game and where you are and what's going on. I feel like from a character uh, connection standpoint, um, if it's okay with uh, with you, uh, Percy, um, I'd be okay with uh, with Adam kind of uh, kind of being uh, friends with uh, Percy. I know you said you were kind of doing just menial work kind of grunt work and stuff like that um it's very possible that you know i i said hey well you know maybe this kid he's a hard worker and he grew up and he hasn't known a life other than this stuff so it's uh it's possible that jazz would kind of see in you uh almost like a sense of innocence like you represent kind of the hope kind of thing sometimes um so maybe instead of doing that you know just shit manual labor every now and then there's some sort of mechanical job that's got to be done and, uh, you know, if you make yourself uh, just there at the shop, more often than not, someone will throw a wrench at you and tell you, hey, come here, you know, check this out, do this, uh, do that, your kind of thing. If I you're okay with that. that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what, what that toss out there was, was, you know, bleeding into where we do know each other. Because if we're going to end up in a group, you know, it's good to have these base connections. And I do like that, both for the fact that, Percy, uh, <laughs> Percy has perk tools one, excuse me, uh, but also, <laughs> you know, finding those base connections. And actually, I was thinking for both Elias and Gray, uh, not Percy in particular, uh, but both of you probably have a pretty solid chance of having brushed into either of my parents. Uh, 
either um, uh, Jonathan or Carrie Ward, because Elias, especially for you, d Dad is Dad is a deer hunter. You know, mm. he's he is a tried and true deer hunter. That's what he did. That's what is. That's what you know, Grandpappy did. And you know, for for you, Gray, I mean, that's traded goods. That's traded food. You know. Maybe you maybe you saw me when I was younger and growing up. If we've been up here for a while, maybe you just you're like, who is this kid? You know, and you hear some mannerisms, but a chance to have another connection uh, to the NYC group since both of you seem a little going out and being out uh, rather than se settled in. Uh, you're, you're inviting us to go. I remember when you were this big, like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like sun, you Sunday Sunday church all over again. <laughs> Be high to uh, a grasshopper. <laughs> yeah, just, I yeah, I I like that. It's definitely um it being like you know more more migratory. Um it's, it's not you know just being more around probably like like the the Kentucky hollers um is where Elias came up and it, and in 20 years of travel, he probably would have made his way down to into New Orleans um and or and thereabouts. Uh probably looking for like the crown jewel of like one of the last bottles of unopened pimps cup um pimps <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like i miss good booze like but yeah um yeah it's the, and if there's a place to find it it's probably going to be new orleans or st louis um but yeah i probably yeah come down and like traded especially if you know it's like a a family commune of hunters it's like okay how much like how much of of X do I need to give you for like half a half a box of rifle rounds, um, or it's like you know gun cleaner, or for God's God's sake, do you have any soap, um, or at the very least like KFC towels so I can like <laughs> KFC towels. <laughs> the Colonel sends his love. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead. As in, and very similarly, uh, probably like if. Both on the road, got a they could have run into Gray at some point. Um, specifically, like, you uh, got any goods? And then I can sell you fair, and they just like keep on going. <laughs> it's the the very uh, it was like I could like drive by Kings of the Hill, like like busy day. Yep. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> <laughs> love that. That's good. Yeah, and that brings me to another point. Something that I can bring up um, is uh, currency in this day and age is not mm. actually money so much, but uh, uh, ammunition and drugs, things like that, um, medication, uh, mostly ammunition in this area. Uh, they they trade in ammunition, so you're you're basically using up your money uh, when you're firing a bullet. Um, mm. That said, you know, uh, people have killed for it. They'll, you know, they'll go after you for your ammunition. So, something to keep in mind as you're walking around the wastes of New York. I like it. All right. Uh, if if I can ask, uh, Gray, uh, just I don't I don't recall. My short term memory might be uh, really calling me out here. Were there any connections you wanted to, to speak on or touch on? Um, no, I hadn't spoken up yet, but all of the ideas that have come up uh, fit well within. I think it's... So, the the trading, though, um, for Adam, right? I'm trying to keep character names in place. Yeah, um, yeah. So, especially with money being primarily ammunition and whatnot, um, Smuggling isn't always, to me, I think, a get particle A from point B to point C. Sometimes it's trading. Sometimes it's, it's like, <clears throat> yeah, and that would tie tie into when going down into Louisiana to, to meet Percy even. It's like, okay, you guys have food. I know where I can get rid of food. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Yeah, even information, right? I feel like information yeah. has always been the most valuable resource in all of humanity's existence. So yeah. arguably that's still the case. Absolutely. If you know of a location that hasn't been scrounged or scoured yet, 
That's gold. That's huge. Yeah. Yep. You find yeah, some very no, important I like things there. Yep. I think I, it would also be, uh, this is kind of more up to you, Brandon, but, um, you know, maybe it's possible vampire bites. It's possible your character knows a little bit about, um, it's possible, you know, I go by jazz according to a very select few people, but, uh, I guess we'll kind of leave that. I don't want to throw out any spoilers or nothing like that, but something for you to stew on Brandon. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Uh, Shit. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, with that, um, any final thoughts or uh, questions that come up before we say goodbye and uh, and move on? Just want to reiterate for the crowd, uh, still looking for a name for the doggo. So, oh, yes. in the next two weeks, do you guys think of anything good? Hit us up on uh, social medias, message us, you know, let yep. us know what you think. So. so, so far we have mutton chops. That is, yep. that is in the first place slot because it's the only one we have right now. Which isn't bad. <laughs> Mutton chops. <laughs> you can yeah. call him mutt too for short, which is, seems like a very Alice old guy thing to do. Yeah, and it's 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 more dignified than what my uncle called his two dogs. God damn it, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Second entry, cupcake. 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 Ooh, WB. Excellent. Well done, PWB. Awesome. Okay. No, I'm super excited for the game. So me too me too uh thanks again for putting up with um all the the tech issues that we had starting off but uh the good news is we've got them ironed out and uh hopefully for episode one we'll be able to start in perfect time and everything will be good um i want to thank each of you players uh for putting so much thought and effort into your characters uh, that's something that I love to see because it means that you're invested and uh, knowing that you're invested and knows that you're going to want to keep your characters alive. We're, we're not just playing a game here where we're role playing through situations that are life and death. And uh, that's something that I I'm excited to see how you deal with various situations. Do you have a thought, Riley? Uh. I do actually. Uh, I may be behind on this, but while we may not do any exciting action rolls, uh, we do owe you ammunition rolls for getting started next week, yes. don't we? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, so, if I remember off the top of my head, that was 5d6 for small arms, the sidearm, and uh, 5d6 for long arm ammunition. And, I guess uh, I, uh, I, I. I had a related question. Yeah. Um, bow and arrow, uh, same or does not count as a long arm? Uh, it it'll count as a long arm for the sake of gameplay. Uh, okay. So you can roll the same amount, uh, even uh, even if you end up with a ton of arrows. <laughs> that's that's fine. It's still uh, currency. I already I had already rolled and I ended up with fifteen revolver rounds and twenty seven arrows. That's that's an amazing roll. So yep. well done. The perfect, the perfect dice for this roll, too. <laughs> I haven't solid. seen those I before. That. I love that. I did use my bullet dice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, so. I, I too, I thought that that may had had to have been established previously. Uh, I've got fourteen for the revolver and eighteen for the for the uh, rifle. Yes. Maybe that's <laughs> So less than average on both, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's, yeah, I do fine. also notably have a, uh, I left this one up to Rainey, so maybe he can give you all a backstory to start next time. But um, my melee weapon is a giant monkey wrench uh, named Helga. So there's a story there. There's a story there. <laughs> nice. And which skill is going to be for the bow? The bow is going to be under guns believe it or not uh I, yeah so i am happy with that i am not complaining <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so i could have added archery in there but just think of it as guns slash archery uh, just know, or ranged weaponry yeah, yeah. The, the shoot skill <laughs> make thing go that way yeah point exactly. point the end goes in the person 
I need a calculator now. Okay. Okay. Uh, Percy will be walking around with 12 revolver rounds and 20 hunting rifle rounds. Hey, nice. Well done. Damn, okay. Um, so it'll be 18 revolver for uh, Elias and 25 rifle. Wow. Okay. Some very things right there. there. <laughs> Muffle all that jingle between. <laughs> <laughs> so just bubble wrap just in there with all these. It's, it's midsummer. He's not going to need his jacket, right? <laughs> Wraps it in the only thing louder than, than jingling metal bubble wrap. Well, a recycled but... sun chip bag just... <laughs> aluminum foil aluminum foil oh shit uh, the, the foil on brass is... yeah. cellophane boots of sneaking here we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's a stealth game so um, feel free to try all of those things <laughs> Puts down rocket propelled grenade launcher. <laughs> so it just uses, uses like the RPG tube to bludgeon people. Doesn't actually like use the rocket. Yeah, uh, well, counts as an improvised yeah. weapon. You could, uh, could use. There you the... go. Yeah. It certainly saves on ammunition. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You have to you have to verbalize thunk kapow thunk kapow. <laughs> it's like an old Batman episode. Yeah, so the I'm I'm still waiting uh, for the like the chance in, in a tabletop game or or even like a normal game because no game takes and like understands that bla that back blast exists and as uh, and is and taking out an enemy combatant with back blast and a game of some form or another. It's like you in particular. <laughs> <laughs> immediately deep fried all right yeah and uh the on the rules they said the uh that melee weapons break after a certain number of uses correct not all melee weapons uh the improvised melee weapons will not as far as i recall i can double check that um seeing as how i'm the one that revised the rules i should remember off the top of my head but here we are <laughs> Who made this game? Yeah, oh, that's I did. <laughs> that's exactly why I chose to do a baseball bat so it wouldn't break. Mm -hmm. it was, there you go. Louisville right. Slugger. Shit. <laughs> Improvised melee weapons do not break on mm -hmm. number of uses. However, uh, things like machetes and hatchets and shivs do, uh, okay. just like in the game. Um, but that said, you know, you can rip a tape table leg off and use it as a club uh, that mm. counts as an improvised weapon so if anything ever happened to your baseball bat to your wrench you know uh, there's opportunities out there uh, if if you got stuck in a situation where you didn't have your weapons then you know there's potential for weapons to still be around yeah I'll sell one of these bad boys it's two by four <laughs> there you go yeah, all of the Wait. chairs happen to be made out of solid Amish wood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, that was like this fucking like like eight d six bludgeoning, it's just a whole on like ladder back <laughs> chair, a cave in the front of a car with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, here's a lazy boy for you. Drops on head. <laughs> oh shit, love it. All right, okay. Um... So uh, I think that's a pretty good spot for us to wrap up and, uh, and say goodbye for now. But uh, I'm really excited to start playing in two weeks. I, I've done a lot of prep. Um, I put a lot of thought into this. Uh, I'm trying to make it uh, fun without railroading too much or anything along those lines either. I want you guys to feel like you've got your choice and your freedom uh, to play this game and and play your character more importantly uh so hopefully that's something that you feel like you're equipped to be able to do uh, uh i know that you've talked a lot about your characters in depth and you as players know that just remember your characters might not know all of this 
so it feel free to share with each other what you know if you know each other already what you know about each other what you don't know um that's okay if you guys wanted to do that just on your own uh but other than that i think uh that's that's pretty much that um I just wanted to thank everybody that's in the uh, audience right now, everybody that's watching. I can't wait to get started, uh, see your comments and and reactions as things happen and things go down. Uh, I, I'm so excited. I can't even tell you. Uh, I've got a map sitting on my desk right in front of me, and uh, it's one of a few different maps that I'll be using. <laughs> and um, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm just psyched beyond beyond measure. So, with that said, I want to thank Sirenscape for the ambient sounds that you've been getting uh, throughout this stream. Uh, and I want to thank all of these players once again for doing uh, such a great job on your characters, honestly. Uh, I'm, I'm inspired. I love seeing what you've all come up with. Uh, thanks for watching, and... Uh, I guess I'll see you on the twentieth. Yeah, Thank you very see you much. On the twentieth. Bye. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Later.